0: It's about you, your health, your family, and your community. This is Sunday Morning Magazine with your host, Rodney Lear. And good morning. Welcome to another edition of Sunday Morning Magazine. This morning, it's part two of our two-part series on raising a child with a chronic illness. Last week, we hosted a panel discussion with four parents raising chronically ill children. This morning, we focus on finding answers, financial assistance, navigating insurance, and patient services. To find out more about the show, visit our Facebook page, Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear. Like us there and join the conversation there as well. You can also listen to the show anytime. Use your favorite podcast app and subscribe to Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear. So, what is it like to live with a chronic illness? My first guest knows all too well. She was diagnosed as a young child. Joining me over the phone is Schneeha Dave, Snea is here to share her journey. Good morning. Welcome to Sunday Morning Magazine.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: My pleasure. My pleasure. Now, from what I understand that you were diagnosed at the age of six, that's so young. What do you remember and what were the first signs that there was an issue for you?
1: Yeah. So um, when I was about six years old, I was in kindergarten at the time. And um, I remember my mom found diarrhea. um, And so she was a little concerned. And so we went immediately to the pediatrician and I mean I was kind of um happy because I got to miss school. So, um I guess I guess for me it wasn't as, as terrifying as it was for my parents. But um from then onwards it became more of a struggle and, and I kinda of saw my body um uh, deteriorating. But at the initial stage it didn't it didn't worry me at all. I mean I was sick. so
0: Okay. Let's talk about how your mind started processing this whole diagnosis over the years because after six you said you know you didn't really know what was going on by the time you kind of figure out okay what's going on with me how did your young mind process this all
1: yeah I think it was it was really frustrating at the beginning because I mean I started losing a lot of weight and I had to um and my parents were constantly on me if I had drinking my and my nutritional drinks and then um you know I had to take four four large capsules in the morning um, and and just before school and so it was really it was really hard to kind of adjust to the little things that come with with ulcerative colitis more or less and so um, I think it, at the beginning it was frustrated but it slowly got became part of my life.
0: Now you had several major surgeries to battle the disease it's been a long journey for you share with us if you will about your health journey, what have you been through? Tell us, because you've been through a lot. You don't sound like it, but your body has been through a lot.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I, so like you said earlier, I was diagnosed with ulcerative colitis when I was six. And usually, the earlier that you are diagnosed, the more severe um, it gets as you get older. So um, my, I had a major flare-up, which is a period of of disease activity, what starting from when I was um, in sixth grade. And so um, I used to attend school. I started partial school, so I only attended school for a couple of hours, and even those um, couple of hours became really exhausting for me. Um, I was admitted to the hospital probably about three or four times a year. Um, I developed skin nodules, which made it hard to walk. Um, I had a lot of infusions. And then, um, I mean, at one point, I couldn't even walk up the stairs by myself because I was just um, too exhausted. And then my freshman year of high school, Um, I had my entire entire large intestine removed, so um, that's called collective surgery, so that's basically when they take out your large intestine, um, and then you wear something called an ostomy bag, and that's just basically a piece of your um, intestine that sticks out of your stomach, and that's where you use the restroom from. Um, So that was definitely adjustment, I would say, going through high school and then um, having that sort of major change in my life, and then... um, I had two other major surgeries after that. So one was when my um, small intestine was built into a J-pouch, and then um, my ostomy was reversed then as well. And then my final surgery was when um, I had my ostomy reversed, so I don't have to wear a bag anymore, which is really exciting.
0: All right, good. Now, you say the disease, it hijacked your childhood. Let's talk about that because you talked about being in the hospital not being able to go to school. So this definitely... Hijacked your childhood. Tell me about that.
1: Yeah, so I think um, it 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 really did from a standpoint of maturity. I mean, I really had to mature quicker because of my disease. I was um, constantly going to the hospital, explaining my own symptoms to health professionals, and and when I had to do that as someone who was kind of still um, adjusting and kind of figuring out life, it was definitely. Um, I became a lot older than I was, and I've seen that with a lot of my friends who have chronic conditions. They um, mature a lot faster because they have to cope with so many other things that you know most kids wouldn't have to.
0: And again, in case you're just tuning in, it's part two of our two-part series on Parenting a Child with a Chronic Illness. Right now, we're speaking to Schnee. Schnee was diagnosed with ulcerative colitis at the age of six, which is a chronic illness. She's here this morning to share her story. For more information about the show, you can like us on our Facebook page or you can join the conversation there as well. Visit Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear on Facebook. Head there now and like us there now. You can also listen to the show Anytime, go to your favorite podcast app and subscribe to Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear. You can go to iTunes or Podcast One. Now, growing up, Shania, did you have other people that you can talk to, connect with other children and teens that have the same disease that you have?
1: Yeah, so when I was actually a freshman in high school, my best friend, he passed, Corey Lane, he passed away from Crohn's disease and osteosarcoma. We really felt that there was not enough support for the young adults um, battling inflammatory bowel diseases. So we created um, something called the Crohn's and Colitis Teen Times, which is a nonprofit organization that connects young adults with inflammatory bowel diseases. And it's now called the Crohn's and Colitis Young Adults Network. Um, We're trying to reach out to a, a wider audience And so um, this organization really came out of the real disconnect there is between um, young adults our age who are battling inflammatory bowel diseases. So um, Crohn's disease and ulcerative colitis. And so I think through this organization, I've been able to meet so many people who have gone through similar journeys and just really um, feel like I'm not alone and kind of remove this isolation that so many people feel.
0: You know, you talked about this. You talked about, you know, the surgeries, the illness and things like that as a teen, as a child, what was your saving grace? What gave you a sense of hope?
1: I think it was my family. I think um, my family treated my diseases, so it was just, um, you know, as I it really didn't define who I was, and I think that was really important. Um, I mean, my family wanted me to do everything that a normal kid, kid would do at my age, and I think that really helped me. Um, cope and not feel like, oh my gosh, I have ulcerative colitis, so I can't do, you know, I can't go for a walk or something like that. So I think it was really my parents who who helped me through my toughest moments.
0: Okay, good. I'm glad that leads me to my next question. Let's talk about your parents. Looking at things from your parents' perspective, how do you believe your illness impacted them? Could you tell when they were afraid or overwhelmed? Were they able to hide those emotions? Did they try to hide those emotions from you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. My parents um, were there with me every single step of the way. I mean, um, I remember my dad telling me a story. So my dad is also a physician he works with other physicians. He told me about how he just broke down one day because um, he didn't understand the severity of ulcerative colitis and how much it can really impact a family. Um, and so I think that was really tough for him to kind of especially at the initial stages. It's such a disease and uncertainty and it's really hard to know what's going to come at you and then my mom um, was there for every single appointment she left her job and she went part time just to take care of me she was there through everything.
0: (laughs) Okay so was it something that your parents were they open about their emotions because as parents again we try to cover everything up we don't want to see our child let our child know that we're afraid because we're afraid that that may make you fearful or overwhelmed or sad did they try to hide those things from you?
1: Uh, yes, they definitely did. Um, I think I just learned of, of how much of an emotional toll took on them after um, my, my flare-up entered and after I've had all these major surgeries because, uh, I mean, they realized how much stress that my body was going through and just emotionally how much of a toll it could take, and so I don't think they wanted to express express these emotions um, in front of me, but I, I know that they've certainly went through a lot, if not more than than what I did.
0: Okay. Now, let's talk about college life because you are in college. You are a sophomore in college. Is that right?
1: Yes, I am.
0: And so last year, when for the first time, when you were out on your own and you were away from your parents, which can be scary for most young people, but then we had to add in the fact that you were managing your own health care now. Was that frightening for you, stepping away from the guise of your parents and managing your own care?
1: Yeah, I think it, it was tough at the beginning, but I've always um, wanted to kind of advocate for myself and go on that journey by myself. So It was a little exciting for me as well um, at the same time. But I but I do remember my first semester, of my freshman year of college, um, I had a severe case of pouchitis, which is inflammation of the J-pouch um, which is what I have in place in my, my college. And so, um, I mean, it was really stressful for me to be managing classes and communicating with my professors because it's a lot different in college than in high school. Um, and so But, I mean, I learned and I adjusted, and I had my parents' support just emotionally and, and stuff, so that really helped as well.
0: Okay, so I understand that your mother encouraged you to speak to the Disability Student Services at your college. Did you take her advice?
1: Uh, yes, I did. So my mom was, I mean, at the beginning I was a little bit relaxed because I didn't understand the difference between, and kind of, uh, the difference between high school and college, um, accommodations, and uh, when you get to college, how tough it can really be to, um, advocate with different professors and, it's kind of different, um, offices and that type of thing. And so my mom really, at the beginning, she just pushed me, um, to, to go visit Disability Student Services. It's, um, make sure that everything was set up before school even started. So that would be my advice. I guess if I had any advice to give is visit the Disability Student Services before (laughs) you even begin college. (laughs) Okay, good.
0: Now, did you tell your, when you went off to college, uh, you know, you're kind of starting over new, starting over fresh. Did you tell your college classmates about your diagnosis?
1: I did not tell them about my diagnosis. So I think that I'm not really afraid to talk about it, but um I generally if if it's not coming up in conversation, I generally won't tell people. but a lot of people actually before I even came um had an idea of my um, uh kind of diagnosis because of my advocacy work for uh, people with chronic conditions so.
0: You touched on this briefly, but let's talk about this. Did you talk to your professors about your illness?
1: Yes, I did. So I went and um, talked to all my professors individually because actually, at the university that I go to, Indiana University, we have to um, sit down with each professor and um, and go over the accommodations we have. So that kind of helped. That it was required, so that I didn't feel like I had to do it kind of on my own and and approach mm-hmm. them on my own.
0: That's good. So did you ever have a time where you had to say, hey? Um, professor, I'm not feeling well. I can't make classes. Did that ever? Has that ever happened?
1: Yeah, it, it has, and I think for the most part, my professors have been really accommodating. Because I mean, with any chronic condition and with school, you just really have to be really on top of communication and make sure that you aren't falling behind. Because in college, it's really all up to um, the ind- individual. It's not really about um, the school system or the family. It's just about you and making sure that you have. Your kind of
0: things. And again, in case you're just tuning in, it's part two of our two part series on parenting a child with a chronic illness. Right now, we're speaking to Schnee. Schnee was diagnosed with ulcerative colitis at the age of six. She's here this morning to share her story. For more information about the show, you can like us on our Facebook page or you can join the conversation there as well. Visit Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear on Facebook. Head there now and like us there now. You can also listen to the show anytime. Go to your favorite podcast app and subscribe to Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear. You can go to iTunes or Podcast One. Now, let's talk about your advocacy work, starting with U.S. News. Now, I understand that you are a contributor there. How did you get that gig?
1: Yeah, so I was a Riley champion at Riley Hospital for Children in, um, I believe, 2014. Um, They offered me a position through that to write for U.S. News, and it's been really cool because um, I've gotten to communicate online with, with various patients of Uh, that have numerous chronic conditions and kind of share my perspective and my experiences of being diagnosed um, at a younger age as well.
0: What made you decide to become this advocate for others that with chronic illnesses, it's hard to talk about, it's difficult to talk about, but now you're an advocate helping others. What made you step into that role?
1: Yeah, so I think it's kind of two-sided a little bit. So one is that it helped me cope um, myself. Um, because i I really didn't know many people who were um living with chronic conditions, and it was hard for me to relate to you know my normal friends who didn't go through a specific condition, so I think that was one of the ways that really helped me cope and and get to meet people, but also that um you know when I was advocating and when I started, I realized how much um advocacy is still necessary because when we talk about disabilities and and that disability advocacy, we often forget about the indivisible illnesses um, that many people go through. And it's such an unrecognized population because if you can't see the condition, then it's really hard to relate and really hard to empathize with the person. Um, and so that's why I really believe that there needs to be a lot more work and, um, and I'm really glad that I get to be a part of it and, uh, and get to work with so many other amazing advocates.
0: I understand also that you're a motivational speaker. As you travel the country, what's your message to those suffering with a chronic illness? What do you tell them?
1: Well, first of all, I like to tell them that um, their chronic condition doesn't have to stop them from doing anything. Um, I mean, so most recently I climbed Mount Kilimanjaro, and it was really amazing because I, I mean, five years ago I wasn't even able to walk up the stairs by myself. So Mm -hmm. I really like to live live by what I, what I preach, and, and really, I mean, a lot of times, I think society or family members um, try to um, put a limitation on someone who's, who's going through an illness, especially because, you know, they don't want them to get super sick or super stressed out, which can cause even greater illness, and so I really like to emphasize that even though you have chronic conditions, you can still do absolutely anything that a, a normal person can do as well.
0: All right, good. And so, finally, most importantly, how is your health today?
1: It's great. Um, I am. I'm doing awesome. Like I mentioned, I I good. was able to climb Mount Kilimanjaro, and I'm. Um. I mean, I, I haven't felt any better in my life.
0: Okay, good. Yeah. Well, we're out of time this morning. If our listeners would like to find out more about you, more about what you're doing, how can they find out more about
1: you? Yeah. So um, you can visit uh, one of three websites. So um, I actually I run two nonprofit organizations and then a um, disability caucus in Indiana. So you could either visit www.healthadvocacysummit.org, www.ccya.network.org, or um, www.indisabilitycaucus.org.
0: All right, that's a lot to remember. I'll have it all on my Facebook page there (laughs) for anyone who may have missed all that. Thank you so much for taking time to talk to us. I really do appreciate it. And you have such a positive spirit. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much for having me. This is awesome.
0: All right. Thanks. Bless you. Thanks for doing this.
1: Yeah, you as well.
0: We've been speaking to Schneeha Dave. She was diagnosed with ulcerative colitis at the age of six. Again, in case you're just tuning in all morning long, it's part two of our two-part series on raising a child with a chronic illness. Remember, more information can be found on our Facebook page, Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear on Facebook. Coming up next, we talk about education advocating for your chronically ill or disabled child within the school system what accommodations are available to your child find out next as sunday morning magazine continues right after this stay with us more to come